Microphone check. Does my mic sound nice? Uh. Yes, it does. Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Them Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? This week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I am Jared Dam, back in the building once again. And if you're new here, this It's About Damn Time is a podcast about self-discovery. It's my my journey to build a better me, and I'm taking people along the way to help them build a better them. And um, you know, we like to have these thought-provoking conversations with thought leaders, and I feel like I got a thought leader who gonna help me out a lot because. I was being nosy on her page and saw what she had to offer. I was like, yo, I need some help. So I am speaking to Latrice Sampson Richards. I'm so happy because I've been because I've been trying to get her for a long time. <laughs> and I've been messing up where I couldn't get her because my schedule was crazy. And I didn't know what I was doing. But let me go ahead and introduce you first. Latrice Sampson Richards is an award-winning podcast producer, host, and speaker. She uses her unique perspective as a licensed mental health counselor. Latrice creates thoughtful content that is both healing and entertaining. And I listen to her content. It's damn sure both. Latrice, how are you doing today? Hi, Jared. I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm very excited to be here with you today. The pleasure is all mine. So I, I met I met Latrice at a conference last year. Um, and uh, every time she walked into a room, she owned the room. And I was like, I just want to get a picture. <laughs> like, I remember, I still got the picture. I need to post that. I'm like, I'm going to post it after we finish recording. But I was, I just remember, like, I just got to get a picture with this woman. She, Everybody know her. She walked into a room. She, you know, she, it's, it, you damn near was signing autographs. And, and, I actually like did sign an autograph. I did. I signed See? my first autograph, and I couldn't even. I was, she was like, she was like, um, she was like, I'm going to get you to sign. If it's okay, would you mind signing my shirt later? And I was like, yeah, girl. But, like, I didn't really think about it. I was thinking more like, you know, in high school, you sign each other's T-shirts and stuff. So, like, like that yeah. was my thought process. So then she came back to me later that day and she was like, she was like, I left my shirt in the room, but if you would sign this book for me, and it was just like a little sheet of paper. She was like, if I could get your autograph, I was like, wait, 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 wait. You want my autograph? Like, that's what you want. This is not like a yearbook signing. She was like, yes, please. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that. So I did. I signed my first ever autograph and I was like mind blown behind that. So anyway, go ahead. See? No, no, you, that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You a superstar. You know what I mean? So... So I'm, I'm pretty sure this year you're gonna sign a lot more autographs. You you doing big things around. You doing big things. Listen. Hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to be I'm trying to be on your level. You know what I mean? I'm trying to work to get on your level. Listen, I'm trying to be on my level. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thank you. I I appreciate it. Is 
you know, I think I'm still in the phase of my career and things where it's I'm still just coming to realization that, you know, like mm-hmm. people know me, you know, and mm-hmm. um and and really taking a step back for myself because, you know, like my career is not where I would like for it to be. There's still so much that I would like to accomplish, especially, you know, in the creative space and the podcasting space in particular. And so there's like people that I look up to um, in, in the industry. And I'm just like, if I could just get on that level, then I would be, you know, I would feel a lot better about my situation or X, Y, and Z. But, you know, it has been really, it's been amazing to just kind of be in this place where, you know, you start to see that the work that you put out into the world, people are really, it's resonating. It's doing what I intended for it to do. And which is, you know, for people to connect with it and for people to heal from it and for people to feel like they can see themselves in it and like that they are so impacted by it that they want to let me know how much they were impacted by it, you know, like just random people stopping me at random places. And it's, it's, it's really cool. It really is. It's a blessing. It It is. And, and, you know, I, I think, I think it's good that you said that we all try to aspire to, you know, to be better. We, we, we may not feel so comfortable where we exactly are. We see that next level or what we perceive that person has, at, at that next level that we're like, yo, if I can get here, you you obviously are are that for me. You have you know ones that are like that for you as well. I, I think that's I think it's so interesting because that's part of the reason why I, you know I you know I want to have you on. You know, I see some of the stuff that you do, and like you said, it's it's always good to have those compliments. I've I got people that they said that to me, like you know, as far as different episodes and things that they they resonated, and I think I was. I went down a rabbit hole looking at some of your content and went right to your page and went to your website and I saw this part where it was feeling stuck and I think that what you're saying is a good transition to to what we wanted to talk about today is mm-hmm. it's feeling stuck. It's about damn time that we talk about feeling stuck mm-hmm. and because I don't think I think a lot of people may feel that way but they may not know how to get out of it how to how to fight through it mm-hmm. and I think what resonated for me was and I want to read this from your site that first paragraph because. That's what drew me in. Yeah. <laughs> like I was after that, I was like, "Yeah, let me hear, let me hear the truth right now." <laughs> <laughs> so, the first paragraph goes: "If if if you're anything like me, you know what it means to find yourself in a miserable space where you're where you're not who you used to be anymore, and you're not who you want to become yet either. Stuck between two worlds: the old you and the true you. And Latrice, for me, that was like I just." I just sat there and was like, I like read it like two or three times. Yeah. Because I feel like my entire life I've been like, hey, this is where I see myself. And and I've always had people tell me, hey, you're being really hard on yourself. You know, give yourself some grace, which I I just had the conversation with somebody today. I don't, I don't understand that concept at all about giving myself grace. But it was it was more so of just like I see where I want to be in the in where I need to get to and, but yet some of my old ways and some of the, you know, the, the old things that do that, that's maybe self-sabotage that, that held me down. You know, I pick back up. Mm-hmm. So I guess to start the conversation off, 
tell me about that because you, you say this a lot like you you know if you're anything like me so i'm sure you had that experience so tell me about your experience and w- when you felt stuck listen i feel stuck right now i feel stuck right <laughs> now i mean i mean for real like it's um it's a journey you know what i'm saying it's a journey it's one of those things where you know life kind of exists in this cycle and we go through this cycle whether we realize it or not of you know, we have these experiences and then if we're lucky, we grow from those experiences, right? Like we learn a lesson, we apply that lesson, we move forward with it. And then we find ourselves in a in a good place where we're kind of like mm-hmm. doing pretty good for a while. And that, that I, you know, amount of time is different for everybody. But it is inevitable because of the cyclical nature of life that something is going to come back around, you know? Um, and so I think when I first began to understand that was when I was like approaching 30, like really approaching my 30th birthday and just in a place in my life where I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. Like I'm tired Mm -hmm. of all of this shit. I'm tired of these people. I'm tired of these experiences. I'm tired of these emotions and feeling the way that I'm feeling. And, but like also not really knowing how to get myself out of it. It's like, you know, on this wheel over and over and not really knowing how to get myself out of it. And so during that time, you know, I'm a very introspective person. You know, I'm a people person. I love people uh, and, you know, people love me, which I which I love as well, Mm -hmm. you know. But at my core, I, you know, really kind of stay to myself for the most part. Like I'm not that's why I'm not really big on social media, because I just can't wrap my mind around letting people know every minute of every day of my life. Like that's my business. And I just feel like some some pieces of me have to stay to myself. So I got really introspective um, during that time and started looking internally to try to figure out why was I feeling the way that I was feeling? What was it about these people that were in my life at that time? Like, what was it about those relationships that was not feeding me or not giving me whatever it was that I needed? What was it about my job, my career at the time that was making me unhappy or making me, you know, feel the way that I was feeling? And, you know, over the course of, you know, a couple years or so, as I gradually started to like pull myself out of it, it really came from learning myself and understanding myself and honoring myself in whatever way I felt I I needed to be honored, you know, like a part of that was moving. Like I needed a change of scenery. I needed to do something different. I needed a new career. I needed, you know, new hobbies and new people and like just kind of like refreshing. Like that was something that I needed at that time. And so, you know, I did those changes. I made those changes and I'm very happy and pleased with where those decisions have taken me. And I, I feel like I had a real good run. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, And then in January of this year, my dad passed away. And it wasn't like completely unexpected because my dad has been sick since I was in high school, you know? It wasn't necessarily like it was unexpected, but it was unexpected because he'd been sick a long time and he always Mm -hmm. pulled through, you know? So it was just kind of like, it just 
the thought kind of leaves your mind that one day he's not gonna, you know, pull through. And so I feel like I was very much caught off guard by that. And, and, you know, I, I have been struggling with it. I have really been struggling with it. And it has kind of forced me into a place right now today in my life where I, it's, it's very reminiscent. And I really just came to this realization like a couple days ago that these feelings are very similar to what I felt that first go round. Only this time is a little different because now I have the experience of the first go round. And so I know what worked and what didn't work, et cetera, et cetera. And I can kind of like, you know, fine tune those skills a little bit more. But, um, but I feel stuck right now. I feel stuck like, you know, I'm not who I used to be because my, you know, that girl had a daddy, you know what I'm saying? Like that girl's mm-hmm. father was alive and, you know, he was like her biggest supporter and, you know, like all of those things. And so like this girl, you know, don't have that, you know what I'm saying? And so right, right. it's a, it's um, I've just never been in this space before. I've never known life without my father ever. And so it's it's a huge adjustment and I'm feeling kind of stuck because you know, I'm discontent with certain areas of my life, but I'm not quite sure how to move forward. I don't quite know what I want just yet in terms of like, you know, what changes I want to make, what moves I want to make. And now I'm married, you know, I'm, I'm a mother and, you know, I have other obligations. Like before I could, if I wanted to do something, I made the decision and I did it. And that's just what it was, you know, but now I have other things and other people that I need to consider who could possibly be impacted by my choices and my decisions. And so that's just another layer. So, you said talk about a time that, that you feel stuck. You know, let's talk about right now because that's <laughs> right. that's where I find myself right now today. So much in- interesting information from what you just spoke about. So for one, I, I definitely see the parallels in my life and yours in, in that regard. My real life and I was stuck moment happened like when I hit 40. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, transitions and how I deal with certain friends or or people who I call friends and, and, and maybe I, I poured a little bit too much in because I, I didn't give enough for me. Right. Especially, you know, in a, in a sense where, when you, when you, when you're starting over, like after, you know, a divorce and you're starting over and you're like, all right, what, what do I even like? I've been so used to just giving and pouring in other people. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I want my kitchen to look like. I don't know what color I want my utensils to be. So, those parallels right there definitely struck with me. Plus the fact, you know, losing a father, I lost mine in November. And although we wasn't probably as close as as you kind of communicated that you were with your dad, the the fact is it it did leave that that grief and and a hole there because now you feel stuck. Like, should I grieve? Should I not grieve? Do I need to be just big brother to my sisters and make sure that they good or should I just, you know, kind of fall back. I'm also good with people, but I also like my own space. So I'm always up in here. 
<laughs> like, like it's just this, this, and it's my room. That's the only two places in the house that I'm, I'm normally. Listen, in, I'm so. so tired of these these walls in this house. Like I, <laughs> it's I spend a ridiculous amount of time at home. I spend a ridiculous amount of time by myself, which you know I enjoy my company. So. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not like complaining in that way because nine times out of 10, it is my preference, you know, but it does get to a point where it's like, sometimes I just need to be loved on a little bit, you know, like Mm -hmm. I just need to, you know, I need that, that energy and things. So yes, I, these, these walls, listen, (laughs) they start really to start feeling like they're closing in on you after a while. They do. They do. Like, like I run, I run for this solitude. I run here. Like if I'm outside, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to get back to the house. And then I, I might be here a couple of days. I'm like, why the fuck am I still here? Like go outside, walk around a complex, do something like, do I ain't got no friends? Go talk with somebody, go hang with somebody, do something. So, I get it. I get that dichotomy. It's 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 crazy, but feeling stuck. I also what you told me what you said was you were stuck before and and now you just realizing that you stuck now. And that was something that kind of blew my mind because yeah, you can get stuck more than one point in time in your life. Like I you think once you you past this, this part of being stuck, then you're like, "Oh, I should have it by now." So you like for example, you you know, you you got your credentials of being being a you know a licensed mental health counselor and everything, and, and now you're going into the world of podcast and even podcast production, which mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, uh, let me be your padawan. But <laughs> as as you as we're sitting there doing, you're sitting there doing that. You're at a, a different stage at a different point in your life because because shit happened and things change, and now you're like, okay, now I'm feeling stuck and I got to sit there and and make some moves again. So. I love that you that you admit it now that you got the experience, you're more experienced, so you kind of know you navigate what to do. Um, I'm curious though. So you just had that realization a couple of days ago. What are the what are some indicators for people who may not know that they're feeling stuck or may not may not be able to identify this feeling? What are some indicators that you're feeling stuck? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's going to feel different for everybody, you know? So I think it really starts with being in tune with yourself and being in community with yourself. Like I know myself very, very well, you know? Um, and, and that don't mean that I, I always understand myself, you know what right. I'm saying? But, <laughs> but I know this girl, I know who this girl is and I know what, you know, what she thinks. <laughs> and, and, you know, cause she the only one that's with me at, at all times, you know? So, so I think it really comes back to, or it starts with really knowing yourself because mm-hmm. in order for you to be able to identify that something is out of place, you have to know what the standard is to begin with, you know? And so for me, you know, I live with anxiety um, and, you know, it, it has just been something that I've always lived with. I, I, I've never been like diagnosed with, you know, an anxiety disorder or anything, but I'm very well aware that I live with anxiety. And so I have always my whole life kind of been up against this battle of 
trying not to catastrophize things or like Mm -hmm. trying not to like trying to get out of my head about things and trying like breaking that cycle of thinking about things over and over and over. And so I feel like I have pretty decent skills when it comes to, you know, being able to cope with my own symptoms of anxiety and being able to process things like logically, you know, I, I, and I teach these things also, like I came up with a whole acronym, you know, called fact checking. That was for me. That was that was <laughs> what I needed to learn how to do because I get these thoughts in my head and I get fixated on these thoughts. Well, well, why why they said that like that? What they meant by that? Why why they did that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like in like way up in my head. And so like I came up with these systems and coping skills to help me kind of manage my own anxiety. And so I've realized like the last couple of weeks or so those things are not working for me. I have not I have not been successful at managing my anxiety, you know, or I I'll manage it for a brief period of time and then like I mean super brief like, you know, maybe a couple hours or something like that, but I'm just not able to let it go. And you know, I have physical anxiety symptoms. My gut is very much connected to my anxiety and so like I've been paying more attention to that over the last you know four or five months uh, really longer than that but it's really kind of kicked up in the last four or five months since my dad passed because I'm constantly on edge you know and so I've been having more stomach issues than I ever have like my stomach is just very connected to my emotional system. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, those are some of the things for me, like fixated thoughts and not being able to let things go. My coping skills that used to work are no longer working. My anxiety is kicking up. I'm having like a lot more stomach issues and things like that is just kicking up. And, And, you know, my focus has been you know, I I mean, just focusing has been a task. It has been quite the task. Okay. Um, just being able to like pay attention and, and complete something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I feel like we're kindred spirits because everything you talk about, you, you going through, I'm like, I'm literally grabbing my side right now. <laughs> When you talk about, you know, you know, the gut in in the anxiety, because I do suffer from anxiety. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I take meds for it, but you live with anxiety. You don't suffer from it. You live with anxiety. You know what? You yeah. know what? I like that. I, I live with anxiety. I like that. I live with anxiety. Okay. All right. Let me change my verbiage. Because when because when you say suffer. It it gives the implication that all you can do is suffer. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like if yeah, you don't yeah. you don't suffer with it's hard. Don't get me wrong. It it is hard. Right. I'm not it's not to minimize your experience of anxiety, but I think that there's a lot of power in words and the words that we use to describe ourselves and the words that we use to describe the the experiences that we have in this life it matters it really does matter and so i like to say you know i live with anxiety because the reality is that even when i'm happy i'm still anxious right you know exactly exactly yeah. exactly no it, i mean that's a very good point and uh it 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 has been showing up 
with me physically as well. Like yeah. when you talk about the, the gut and, and they, they say it's like the second brain you know, when, when it comes to dealing with depression and anxiety and, and, and different things of how it manifests. My, I, I tell people all the time, like with my anxiety, I got like a heat box underneath my stomach. It just be hot. I can't even sleep at night. You know, uh-huh. I got stress balls, in, you know, in, you know, in my abdomen area. So I'm like, I'm falling apart. Like <laughs> as I'm living with anxiety, I am falling apart. Yeah. I, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning. But, yeah. um, but so you see, it is different for different people as far as what, what the in- indicators are. So thank you for sharing yours as well. So, what do you do when you kind of identify that you're feeling stuck? Because I, I know you got like a like a little three step thing that, that you got. We can, we can break down all these steps. So what are like the first steps that you do to 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 go and get unstuck? Yes. So it is a three step process, and it is you know deceptively simple um, process. It's you know it's really not simple at all. But it's identify, educate and then implement, right? And so like that that is the basic three-step process in my opinion on how you get yourself unstuck. We have to first identify what our definition of stuck is, right? So identify what the problem is. What is the issue or what are the issues? What is it that I'm dealing with? What is it that I need to address? What is it that is causing me to feel stuck, right? Because we, a lot of times we might think it's one thing because that's the surface thing, you know, but when we really take a step back and we look like a little bit deeper at it, we recognize that, well, it's actually, you know, this thing, or it's this aspect of this thing, not even the whole thing. It's just this aspect of the thing. And so we want to first identify what it is that we're dealing with. What is it that's causing us to feel stuck? What is it that we are experiencing? And then we educate ourselves about what it's going to take in order to get that thing accomplished or to get that thing removed or whatever it might be uh, that needs to happen. So that means figuring out what resources you have available and then seeking out resources that you don't have available if that's something that's required. Like, for example, if you are identifying that you feel stuck because uh, you feel like you are ready to take your career to the next level, but you don't have the education that you need or you be, they keep telling you no because you don't have the degree or the certification or whatever, 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 right? Well, then now you need to go about the business of educating yourself on getting whatever resources you need in order to unstick yourself or in order to achieve the goal, right? So that means that if I need a certificate to get the job, then now I need to start educating myself about what it takes to get the certificate. What are the programs? Like this is just pure, like just concrete educating yourself, grounding your goals in reality, right? Like what is it that I need to do in order to 
accomplish whatever the thing is to help me get unstuck. And then you implement, you pull the trigger, right? You put in the application, you take the class, you, you know, reach out to the mentor or you put together the actual resume, you send out the resume, apply for the job or quit the job. You know what I'm saying? Like you do the thing you have to implement because change cannot happen without implementation like by uh, pretty much by definition right. to change is to do mm-hmm. you know change yeah. is an action it requires you to do something and so the implementation piece is the most important you can have the knowledge you can have the you know the 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 step by step the action plan but if you never take action on the plan then it's not helpful. No change is is going to come from that. And so identify, educate, implement is how you get yourself unstuck. And that, that process is going to be different. It's going to look different for everybody, but the steps mm-hmm. themselves are the same. Mm. I'm, I'm going to spend some time on, on the implementing part because you was talking to me on that one. So I, I, I'm going to spend some time on that one before I get to to the, the implement part because I I agree with you. I do feel like that's probably the most important. What, what popped into my head when you start talking about identifying, which that could be, that could be tricky if you, because the first thing you say is, you know yourself and you, and you know, and a lot of people have this, may, maybe have this perception of themselves or they may have the perception of what other people see them as, but they may not have taken that time to know themselves. And so when you're peeling back, the layers of the onion, you looking at yourself and you, is there a possibility that you can have more than one thing that, that you have to deal with at the same time? So for example, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling stuck in podcasting. Like, oh, okay. I'm trying to grow my audience. I'm trying to, I'm trying to develop my company, do more into podcast production and, and essentially create like almost like a podcast label. So that's the whole thing that I'm trying to do with all these things, these these steps. So that's the that's the one number one thing that that's striking me. Then two days ago, just randomly crying out of nowhere, <laughs> I realized, hey, you know what? I don't I don't feel that I deserve love. Like I don't know where it came from. So that was so that was like okay, that's a little tidbit that me and my therapist gonna talk about <laughs> come next week because. I mean, I, I I knew I probably had that somewhere in there, but that just moved to the forefront of my mind. So, mm-hmm. how do you? I guess how do you identify when you identify two things? What's the game plan for a two front attack? Do you do you just take it step by step? Because I, I think a lot, I'm asking this one for me because uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I need I need some help. But two, don't but we two, all? But two because you know I think I think when you identify a couple of things just. Just, just being a human, I think people tend to get overwhelmed and, and instead of actually actually after they identified, instead of doing the education part, they just shut that shit down and don't worry about it, don't think about it and distract themselves. Yeah. So, you know, most people I think are going to find that they have multiple things. Like mm-hmm. when you really start, people spend so much time 
trying not to think about those kind of things, like trying to bury those things or trying to ignore those things and act like those things are not, you know, their reality. So like if you actually spend the time to sit down and like intentionally open that box, you know, and start digging in there and seeing what's in there, it really can be a liberating experience because I think you start to really understand how these things are connected. Now, I'm not your therapist. I'm glad that to hear that you have a therapist already, right? But, you know, as a therapist, the the first thing that I thought of when you were saying that is that you don't see the connection between those two things, but there's a connection there. Right. There's exactly. a connection. There's a connection between feeling stuck in your podcasting career uh, in your in the development or the implementation of the growth of your business and vision and this idea that you don't feel like you deserve love. Right. And so when there are multiple things that come up, they might be dealing with different areas of your life. But your your task at that point is to figure out what the point of connection is or points. There might be multiple Mm -hmm. points of connection, right? And, And then you start there, right? So the idea is you want to get the biggest bang for your buck, All right. I only got but so much energy to give to this thing because I'm tired. Okay, I'm tired. All right. Like, that's why we here. We here because I'm tired. That's that's how this whole situation got started because some got the shake because God damn it, I'm tired. Okay, so 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 you want to get the biggest bang for your buck. So putting in that time on the front end to really flesh out where those connections exist and how does this thing feed into this thing and what and what is the actual root cause of that how like where do those points collide and then that's where you start your journey of you know step by step you know doing things differently or making different choices or whatever it might be like for me for example Right now with my anxiety and stuff, I feel like it's it's very, very physical for me right now, you know, and for the last few months, really a little bit longer than that, I just haven't really been feeling in my body, you know, um, and that has that's, you know, new for me. I've always kind of been in touch with my body and feel very comfortable in my body. You know, that's something that I had to grow into as I move through adulthood, but I'm, you know, I've made it there and, and I enjoy it's my body. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so for the last, you know, maybe year, year and a half or so, um, but really like since my dad passed, like I just have not been feeling comfortable in my body mm-hmm. and not, not from a standpoint of um, like embarrassment, right? Or like right. not anything like, shaming myself or like nothing like that. I mean, just my mobility, Mm -hmm. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. My my mobility, my ability to be present. I've been having aches and pains and shit. And like mm-hmm. my back has been just really giving me problems and things like that. And of course, like I said, my stomach has been, you know, I always had stomach issues, you know, issues, mm-hmm. but it has really kicked up in like the last year or so. It's been really bad. And I'm just like not really feeling that. And so you know, for me, that is connected to not only my anxiety, but it is impacting me in other areas or other aspects of my life. It's it's impacting me because the, the types of clothes that I wear, which my my wardrobe is a reflection of my emotional state for me. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little spicy, so right. I might give you a little salsa dress or something. You know All what I'm right. saying? And, <laughs> and then some days, you know, I'm just kind of feeling a little more chill so you might get just you know some jeans and a little top or something like my my wardrobe and and the choices that I make on a day-to-day basis are reflective of what I'm feeling and so lately I've been feeling real just uh you know, and and I'm finding mm-hmm. it very difficult to kind of gussy up and stuff like that, which I enjoy being cute, you know. And so, <laughs> so anyway, so it, it I'm noticing that it is impacting me in multiple areas. And so one of the things that I've started doing, like very, very recently, I think I went for the first time in a very long time on Tuesday, I went to the gym. You know, and I've been talking about going and, and, you know, cause I enjoy the gym. I enjoy being in, you know, being in that space or whatever. And I just haven't been able to find the energy to do it. So I went to the gym Tuesday. I ain't really did shit. I got on the treadmill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I watched my little Half of just show. going anyway. Yeah, yeah it, it really anyway, is. You know I mean? It really is. Like I I didn't it's not I wasn't in there pumping the iron and right, you know, right. like all of that other stuff, but just getting myself reacclimated to being in that space and like mm-hmm remembering how it feels to be in that space and you know like the things that I enjoy about going to the gym and being in the gym and so for me that's biggest bang for my buck because not only is that going to help with my physical appearance in terms Mm -hmm. of helping me to you know get back into my body in that way but it's it also helps my mental health Mm-hmm. It helps to relieve the anxiety, which helps my stomach, which makes it easier for me to be able to focus, which which makes it easier for me be for me to be able to complete tasks. Yeah. So like that's the biggest bang that I can get for my buck at at this particular moment. And I'm just gonna baby step that thing out a little bit at a time. Exactly. The baby step thing is is, is so important because when you when you look at that identity and you identify these these different things, you, it's like yo, this shit look hard. <laughs> this shit like an, an Avenger level event. I don't, I don't, I don't even have a bow and arrow like Hawkeye. I don't know how I'm gonna fix this shit. Listen. And so just baby step it on out. And I and I, I'm glad that you brought that together with the connection thing. Like because because you're right, you can have multiple things that you have going on. And that was one of the things I I thought about. Like. Oh shit! This all is like connected together, like between that and the anxiety parts and everything. And you're right. I who I feel that whole mobility thing. It's not. It's just. It just feel you moving okay, but you just. It just. It ain't. It ain't 
optimal form. You just feel like, like even right now, it's some tension right here in the shoulders. Yeah. Like I just can't move like I want to move. Yes. You know, and, and it's it is and it and it does take that gym and going to and doing different things and, and even with the physical, mental, emotional, it's all connected. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's so important to to remind people of that. I you know, oftentimes I have a friend who's going through some stuff and I'm like you know, when's the last time you've been out? When's the last time you went out walking? You know, when last time you got some, you know, some vitamin D, not not the other kind, the, the, the actual sun <laughs> vitamin D. When's the last time that happened? So it's like different things like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm out here, you know, early in the morning getting this walk in. Do I do I want to walk or do I want to be in this in this air condition on, on in this bed, moving my mouse around, keep myself employed? Mm-hmm. I, I get up to do that walk, so. I think you really nailed it with it with the uh, identifying part. The education part has always been easy to me. I know it might be harder for other people, but it's easy for me because we got a whole supercomputer in our hands. So you know, but between between you know the resources you can find on social media, because people are always making content for for some of the things that you're probably looking for between Google. Hell, hell now with AI and Chat GPT, mm-hmm. like you can find so many different things. You just got to take the time to do it. And I, and I think a lot of times as procrastinating procrastinators, cause I am one, <laughs> you kind of put that, you know, you gotta put that shit off because it's something that you might not really feel like doing. Like, you know, you need to address this particular issue, but you might not feel like doing it or it feels daunting. So you just, uh, I'm going to do it next week. Oh, you know what? I had, I was supposed to call my mama back, you know, first, let me call my mama first. Oh, you know what? Now after that, I'm like, Ooh, it's late. I'm about to give me something to eat real fast. And mm-hmm. I'll do it tomorrow. It's just like I had a car wreck a month ago and I, I hadn't called the insurance company yet because I'm putting it off. I don't, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> I'm going to do it tomorrow. Scout signer. Scout signer. Uh-huh. But, but it's true. It's true. It's and, and that actually, that procrastination and putting things off, sometimes that's a symptom. That's a mm. symptom of the anxiety that's just can be, you know, a symptom of the issue. Like I got, I got so many things that I need to get done that, you know, if, if I were to just sit down and focus on them, it probably wouldn't take more than about 10 or 15 minutes to get those things accomplished. And yet here we are weeks and weeks and weeks later, and I'm still saying, damn, I got to remember to do this. or I got to do that because it's just the, the idea of, of sitting down and putting thought into completing a task. It just feels so overwhelming sometimes, you know? Um, and so that in and of itself is a symptom of my anxiety because it, it lets me know I just have so much going on in my head, like I'm at capacity. And so I have to get some of these things off of my plate so that I can make room to be able to complete some of those tasks and to be able to focus a little bit better, et cetera, et cetera, you know? So, you know, even that procrastination, sometimes we see that as the problem, but the reality is that it's a symptom. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a very good point. Uh, it's been a symptom in my life for a while. Like, so I have to, so, but you, but you're right. It's, it's, it's making, it's setting aside that time. So even though I might have a task list of this many, this many items, like, okay, Look for the next thirty minutes. Just try. Let's, let's try to knock out at least three of these items, or many as you can. Or one. You or know, one. like we yeah. we. I think sometimes we 
we exist in this world where of like hyper productivity and I fall yeah. victim to it because I do consider myself to be like a high achiever, an overachiever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my, I have a, my friend, Nicole, uh, she always be on me cause you know, I, I don't think I'm a perfectionist. Like I, I can say, okay, you know, this thing is not going to be exactly what I would like for it to be. And that's going to have to be okay. So like, I don't necessarily consider myself like a perfectionist in that way, but I do strive to get as close to that as possible, you know? And so I was working on a project uh, about a year or two ago and it just was not going the way that I wanted it to go. I was working with an editor and it just, it, it just wasn't a good fit. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't given what it, what I had needed it to give, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so I was on the phone with Nicole and I was just like, I was like, man, I, you know, I don't know, girl, this is just not it. I'm not really feeling it. And she was like, well, Latrice, you know, you, you got to think about the 80-20 rule and this, that, and the other. And, you know, the 80-20 <laughs> yeah. rule is if you can get 80% of whatever it is, whatever the goal is, you know, whatever the the uh, the thing is that you're trying to accomplish, then you can be okay with 20% of that thing not not being whatever you need it to be. And I said, right. well, I don't know, girl. 80 feel a little low to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, 80 feel low to me too. Yeah, yeah 80, 80 feel a little low to me. Like, I get the premise. I understand uh. the premise. But, you know, I'm more like a, you know, 95-5 kind of girl. Right, uh, and right. really, if I'm being 100% honest, I'm really more like a 90 98 you know uh uh, kind of girl like I don't think that there's anything wrong with you know striving for a hundred percent like I can recognize and accept that I might not get there you know all the time that there's going to be some compromises that are going to need to be made along the way but I don't see that I don't see what the problem is in striving for a hundred percent. You know what I'm Agreed. saying? Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I told you. I told you we can't experience. Like I'm, yeah. I'm the same way. So like I and I just got told the eighty twenty rule just just the other day. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We like we we clicking because I and I'm just like and yeah. I I had the kind of same mindset. Eighty is. I mean, that's, that's a B. I'm that's trying a to B. leave it at A. That is a B. It's, <laughs> and a, it's a B. It's a low B. It's yeah. a B minus. Yeah. It's like one, it's like literally one point away from a C. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm just not a C kind of girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> just, I need a, I need a high A. I need a, a you know, it can't yeah. be no, it can't even be no low A. I need, I can't be no A minus. I need an A or A plus. Come on, Listen, man. Listen, A plus plus 100. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other part that I, I wanted to kind of break down and talk about is the implementation part. That right there, that is my nemesis. That is that is the part right there for me. So if I'm peeking behind the curtain on myself, you know, I, I'm I'm like you. I'm, I'm really introspective. I'm, I'm I look at you know if there's breakups in relationships or something like that. I blame myself. I'm looking at myself first. I'm like, let me see what I did first. Mm-hmm. And then maybe after a, a week or two, I'll be like, oh, I, I guess it might have been something to do with them too. But uh, maybe me. Let's let's work on me. Mm-hmm. And so I'll I'll do that so much. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a super nerd. So I'm going to educate and Google the shit out of everything. So the education part, I, YouTube University, 
all that stuff. I'm, I'm there. So I'll try to figure that out. Now, the last piece, that ain't that simple. Because uh, <laughs> those that know, no. So the last one is just not that simple because it's it's that I think I just sit there with it. And, I, and, and it hit me actually before we recorded today. Like I, I was on my way back home and I was kind of thinking about it. Like I often think about the things that I need to do. And I'm like, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, especially when it comes to podcasts, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to, got to make this happen. Oh, I'm just, this audience needs to grow. Like, and I'm, and I'm like, I had somebody who was talking to me. It was like, well, why are you, why are you continuously focused on it? Like, just, just do it. I'm like, yeah, I got to do it. <laughs> but, I, but I'm, but I'm, you know, I got to do it. <laughs> so I got to think about doing it. Now, just do it. Like, you know what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Just do it. And that's the hardest part. Why is that so hard, Latrice? Why is that so hard? Well, I think there is a lot of unknown, you know. So anxiety is closely connected to the emotion of fear. Mm. Um, and so I, I I said years and years and years ago, I was going to write a book on like an emotional dictionary um, because I think it's important for us to understand how our emotions work. Like there's a, it's a process that, that like your emotions, emotional system it's a system, like just like your, you know, lymphatic system and, you know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah, the skeletal yeah. system, like yeah. it has a process. It has a it has a structure. It has a way that it operates and that it functions. And so, you know, anxiety and fear, they like first cousins. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are very, very closely connected. And so I believe that fear is a product of the unknown. And so we fear that which we do not know, that which we do not understand. And so that's why, you know, a part of that process of, you know, getting unstuck is to educate. And even the identification is to know, right? Because in order to identify, like the the act of identifying something is the act of knowing at, you know, at that point in time. And so I think what happens a lot of times is that we we know what we need to do, but we ain't never did it before. And we don't, it's what we don't know on the other side of it that makes it difficult for us to pull the trigger, for us to be able to like take that leap or take that step and say, okay, like I know this is what I need to do, but you know, even though I don't know what's on the other side of it, I'm going to make it happen. Because that fear can be pa- paralyzing. That fear can yes. be it's scary. I mean, it, it's fear. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. like that is its purpose is to scare us. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so in my opinion, if fear is a product of the unknown then the best way to combat fear is through information. And so the information that you need at this point is what does the other side of it look like, right? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times when when we say, well, I don't know what's on the other side, it's because 
we have just kind of surrendered ourselves to life, right? Like we we just kind of say, I don't know what's on the other side of it because I don't know how other people are going to react to it. I don't know if people are going to like it. I don't know if this and I don't know if that and, I don't, and whatever, whatever, whatever. But the reality is that you have some say so in the matter as well. There are things that you can do that can make it be successful for you in a way that may not be a traditional way. And that's something that I had to learn as well, like in in my production work and things like that. Like I create what I want to create. I create even if even when I'm working with other people and like working, like if I'm producing something for like right now, I'm producing for uh, E3 Radio for the Cube, right? Mm -hmm. With Anna Deshaun. Shout out to E3 Radio. Yeah, shout out. Doing big things. Oh, I love, 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 love me some Anna Deshawn, you know. And, but anyway, I'm I'm producing some stuff with them. Well, I, they, they, it's their topic, right? It's and and they are allowing me as an ally of the community to, you know, come in and kind of put my own spin on it, though. Right. It's their topic, but it's my vision for that topic. It's the way that, you know, I I think that that topic needs to go out, because at the end of the day, I got to be happy with everything that I put out. And so I have learned how to accept that not everybody is going to like what I'm putting out. Not everybody is going to have something positive to say about it. But guess what? I'm not creating it for them. And that was like, it's a mental shift that mm-hmm. that had to mm-hmm. take place. Because the what ifs, you when you say the what ifs, you're talking about the people that ain't going to listen to your shit anyway. You're talking right. about the people that's not your target audience. You're talking about the right. people because anybody that I'm targeting, they're going to love what I put out because they know that I created it for them. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It's a different type of thought process. It's a different way of planning and and executing. It really is. Because now I'm I'm moving from the place of I know what comes after because I have planned for what comes after, right? right? Of course there's some things you can't plan for everything. I get it. I'm not suggesting that that you can. You know what I'm saying? However, I can put some thought and effort into how I experience what comes after I've made my peace with the work that I put out there into the world. And so I know that regardless of how anybody else feels, I'm proud of that work Mm -hmm. because it's something that I put thought into and executed. Does that make sense? That makes total fucking sense. Like seriously, like, that is that when when you talked about you know fear and that's the whole part of 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 all of that and you know just just, just breaking down what what that fear is when you're like uh, what, should I do this why am I not doing this why am I not pulling the trigger and that's exactly what it is and it's gotten to a, it's gotten to a point I think early on I was nervous about how people would react to it and so when you said stuff about they they probably should talk their arguments. They probably ain't gonna listen to to the shit. No way. I I got to that point. I was like, well, yeah. Why am I? Because I, when I because I, when I first started, I was blogging and I was in my blogs. You could tell that I had talent as a writer, but the way I I did the content, I kept it so like 
in the middle because I didn't want to piss anybody off just mm-hmm. in case, quote unquote, they read it. And mm-hmm. then I had to have a conversation with them. And I started getting to a point like, why the fuck am I doing this for, for people who not even reading? Like, they're not even clicking on this stuff. They're and, not. I'm, and I'm sitting there catering a whole, a whole blog series because I don't want to sit there and rock the boat. And, and to a certain extent, that happens with, with, with podcasting, too, because the whole thing about this is, it's, it's a, you know, building a better me and learning and, and educating myself. And it's a self-journey that I'm on. But part of my self-journey is, is just on, you know, some fuck shit. Like, sometimes, you know, you just, you're not doing, <laughs> you, you're just not going the straight and narrow. Everybody, everybody ain't like Mother Teresa all the time. Mother Teresa wasn't Mother Teresa. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. so everybody ain't, everybody ain't like that. So sometimes you just got to sit there and just. But you know that's that's the whole conflict that that you have, and you go back and forth. You're like, should, should I talk about this or should I do this? And and it's now it's, it's coming to a point where I'm just like, if I pull the trigger, I'm, I'm looking at more like a success failure rate. You know, so it's it's more like pass or fail. And and all right, I'm at the implementation part, but if I do this, I don't know if I don't know what's on the other side. I don't know if I'm gonna be successful or I'm gonna be a failure. But I hadn't identified what success or failure looks like. So I don't, I don't know if it's going, I'm going to always and think it's going to be a failure. There you go. So, and, and that's, that's the part is that for me, I had to redefine my idea of success. And, and I know, I don't know. I feel like a part of me feels like it sounds really cliche to say shit like that, but it's the reality. I had to read, like really examine what my understanding of success was like mm-hmm. I used to feel like or it you know it, they make you think that success looks like signing a million dollar deal with iHeartRadio and if you don't have 10,000 downloads in your first week of release and you got to have all these brand deals and you got to be jet setting across the world and like like there's just this very unrealistic view of what it means to be successful and then you go to these conferences and all of this other shit and you know they saying all you got to do is is this and you can monetize without any and it's like girl like that shit does not work like that like it just (laughs) does not work like that you know what I'm saying like the reality of the thing is that it is a very small number of people who ever experience that level of success in podcasting and that number gets even smaller when it comes to black podcasting Okay, like, let's just be real, real about it. Okay, but not just in podcasting in life, we have to take another look at and like really challenge our idea of what it means to be successful. Like I was really walking around here feeling like I was unsuccessful. And then God came and he brought people to me that just reminded me of how successful I really was. I did a, a, my, you know, I still work a nine to five. And Mm -hmm. so my organization that I work with, work for, we do this big behavioral health conference every year. And so at the behavioral health conference, it was in May at the behavioral health conference a couple years ago, or last year, last year, I spoke, I did a workshop 
mm-hmm. on uh, podcasting for change. It was podcasting for nonprofit organizations and why nonprofit organizations should really consider podcasting as an outreach tool um, and, you know, just how to or the, the industry needs to kind of get with the times. OK, so that's what I did that talk on. Uh, I didn't speak this year. I was just working the conference with my job. And uh, these two young ladies came up to me and they were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's you. And I was like, oh, OK, girl, because remember, like, this is my, you know, like, this is my nine to five life. This is right, not my, right. you know, it's it would be different. Like, if I was at a podcasting conference, right. I've, you know, I've had that experience before. And so, like, I know, OK, I know what that is and I know how to manage that. But not in this world, you know. <laughs> and so, and they were just like, I can't. She was like, I told you that was her. And I was like, Oh, hey, girl. And she was like, um, So they they just really wanted to tell me that they attended the session last year on podcasting for change, and that I inspired them to start a podcast for their small nonprofit organization that teaches teachers like they they work with early education teachers on different like skills and things like that um, to, to like help them manage the kids behavior emotionally and like, you know, all of this other stuff, like just really good stuff in the community and how that has blossomed. They do these weekly meetups and like wow. it's just like this whole thing. And she was like, and I just wanted to let you know that all of this is because of you. That's the And I was just like, oh, I I got my eyes would start watering. It did. It it, it did. It, It was just like I can't even wrap my head around that. You know what I'm saying? Now that's not a national or international organization giving me a, an award of recognition for being a really fucking awesome person in the world. That That's not, I didn't make any money off of that. None whatsoever, you know, off of doing that. So I didn't gain financially from that experience, which is what they make you believe success is, you know, I didn't gain new followers and I don't, I I don't, I got like 1200 followers on Instagram. If that maybe 1500 and I've been at that same number for like the last five years and I have, I'm not really interested in growing it. I'm all right with where it is. If Mm -hmm. it grow, it grow. If it don't, it don't, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't, meet or check off all of the things that people want us to believe that success is. But in that moment, I felt successful. Like there was nothing that nobody could tell me to make me believe that I was not successful, that I am not successful. And, And I feel like I'm successful because my work has accomplished its goal. Mm hmm. Right. That yeah. is the success for That's me. The yeah. The, yeah. My work has accomplished its goal. And the goal is to help people heal, especially my people, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. And so it doesn't matter what the project is. We did Black HIV in the South. How did yeah. we get here? Right. That project is about the epidemic of, of HIV, uh, new, a- new HIV diagnoses in the South, specifically in the Black community and really dissecting why this 
thing is being perpetuated in the community. I don't have no skin in the game. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? I'm not getting kickbacks and all of this other stuff, but that work is healing for somebody. Mm -hmm. That work is helping somebody, even if it's just raising awareness and making it a little bit easier for someone who lives with HIV or who who is going to the doctor tomorrow and going to get that HIV diagnosis, that they know that there's a community out there for them, that they know that there's resources available to them, that they know it's not a death wish or a death sentence, rather, that it used to be. Like, if it just provides them with some comfort, then it has been successful, And so I really had to like challenge my idea of what it meant, what it means to be successful in my work. And and that allows me to be able to move forward on things with confidence because I'm not chasing these arbitrary goals anymore. My goal now is connection. My goal is, you know, healing for my community. My goal is entertaining, providing entertainment. And so as long as I meet those goals, then I have been successful. Everything else is land yap and the money will come. Mm -hmm. The money will come. No, that's, that's real. That's, that's real. I love that. I I love that. You're right. And, And I, and I think having those established, none like none what society think um you know things of what success looks like keeps your sanity <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and, and 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 really puts things in perspective speaking of perspective i just i just want to want to highlight that you just bookmarked two opportunities in two stories for at the beginning of the podcast and at the end of the podcast where people came at you and fangirled out i'm just i'm just letting <laughs> you know big leo energy in the building right now that's all i'm saying that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you do bring that energy, and and it and this this conversation has been so wonderful, and it's it's been thought provoking, and it's been helping out a lot. And since since you give so much energy, you give so much positivity, and so much advice. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for one more piece because we're my favorite part of the podcast during the episode. It's about damn time. And so I want to ask you this. What is it about damn time for people to do to start unsticking themselves when they feel stuck? You know, I'm talking to y'all, but I'm talking to me um, at the same time, which is usually how I operate. I I be in my head. I'm a Leo, y'all. Y'all know the world literally revolves around me. Okay. Um, (laughs) But, you know, with love, with love. I think it's about damn time that we allow ourselves to be free. I think a lot of times we feel stuck. And and again, I'm talking to y'all, but I'm talking to me for real, for real. I think a lot of times we feel stuck because it, it's less of feeling stuck and more of feel, feeling pigeon held. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which is slightly different, you know, like that's it's different. It's 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 one thing to feel like I'm flying and I'm soaring and, you know, like or I have a certain level of freedom. I just don't know which way I want to go. Right. Um, But it's quite another thing to feel like 
somebody is kind of holding your wings and and you it's not even a matter of deciding which direction you want to go it's about deciding that you can go in a direction you know what i'm saying like it's a it's it's different it's a it's a different thing and so i think it's about damn time that we allow ourselves to be free this is another thing that i've been i've been spending a lot of time in introspection and like just thinking about a lot lately is just what are the things that i am allowing to hold me pigeon held in in this space um and that that might be contributing to me feeling in the way that I'm feeling right now, in what ways do I need to be able to be free that I don't currently feel free, you know, um, and what what's stopping me from being able to do that. And so that's kind of where I am in my journey right now is is like identifying the freedoms that I feel are lacking in my life and then orchestrating a way to be able to give myself those freedoms because, you know, I just, I'm 40 years old. I'll be 41 in August and I am just tired of like feeling like I have to dumb myself. Well, I could never dumb myself down, but feeling like I I can't fully express myself because, you know, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. You can't speak your truth because you can't, because, you know, you don't, you don't want to be, you know, making somebody else upset or, you know, possibly potentially blowing up certain relationships and, and this, that, and the other. But the reality is that, so I'm sitting here protecting you and I'm the one that's 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 living hard and struggling and feeling all of the negative effects of this thing, you know, because I'm protecting you. Like, let me tell you, people talk a lot of shit about August Alcina with that whole thing with um with Jada Pinkett and why he mm-hmm. had to put it out there. But he told you why in his interview. And I and I thought it was so poignant what he said is that I'm spending all this time protecting the people that have hurt me. And mm-hmm. when I decide that yeah. I want to stop protecting them and start protecting myself, y'all telling me that I'm selfish, but ain't nobody told them shit about right. hurting me in the first place. You know what I'm saying? I mean, true. Which is, true. it's real. Yeah. It's real. We spend so much time minimizing ourselves so that other people don't feel no kind of way about it that so that other people cannot feel like they are less than or other people cannot feel like you know oh you showboating or you this that and the other and I'm just kind of in my bitch this is who I am phase and that's if either you're gonna like it or you're not gonna like it either way it goes I, I have to be able to be who I am completely and a hundred percent. And I can't say that I've ever really had, you know, I've ever really been able to do that. And so mm-hmm. I think that is the direction that I'm moving in is just real freedom and unapologetic decision-making and, you know, just, just doing what I need to do to really be able to shine because I, you know, of all of the, with all of the things that I have accomplished in this world, um, I think about often, I think about um, how much more could I have accomplished if I had really let loose? You right. know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That part. That part. And, and I, I, that's something I constantly think about, which is why I'm like, 
stop just thinking and implement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that's that's really it. You are such a dope person. You are so dope. Latrice, tell everybody where they can find you at and, and, and so they can experience the dopeness that I'm getting right now, this very second. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Latrice Sampson Richards. I don't be on Twitter, but I have a Twitter. I'll right, say it like right. that. Okay. Uh, yeah. On Twitter is uh, at Rich by Marriage. And then uh, mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok as well. But I, I am about to start posting more on TikTok. Uh, my friend Nicole, you know, I think everybody, and I think that's also get you some friends that have taken mm-hmm. the time to, to really get to know. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Nicole Walker, When Hers United. Uh, that's the homie. She's actually driving out here today, again, to come check on me because she know I had a really rough week and she was like, I ain't to put my eyes on you, girl. So, you know, she, mm-hmm. she come and drive mm-hmm. down. But you know, Nicole is like, you need to, you need to post Latrice. You don't do enough posting Latrice. So she's like, she's like, you need to, cause I actually, when I won the, uh, the awards earlier this year, she was like, why you ain't post about that yet? What you waiting on? She's like, people need to know Latrice. Right. People need to know. She's like, that's a big deal. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get more into TikTok and things I've been recording like when I do my editing and stuff and so I'm going to be posting some of those videos and things again it's just that implement part is you know pulling the trigger and doing something different is uh, can be daunting at times but y'all can follow me on TikTok as well and um, you know just come on out to the different events and things I got a few different things that I'm working on and you know, trying to ease myself into it. Um, you know, grief is a, is a stubborn little bastard. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a process. It's some days I'm all in and I'm here and I can, you know, show up. And then some days I'm just not really feeling it. Um, but I'm, I'm getting there gradually, uh, coming back outside a little bit at a time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, you know what? You, you're absolutely awesome. And, and I appreciate you so much for just you being transparent and just everything you do, man, like everything you do, you, you are a a light and I appreciate you. Like we we friends now. I don't don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We friends now. You know what I'm saying? I truly appreciate you. Absolutely. I appreciate you too. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for, you know, thank you for all of the kind words and things like that. Like, like I said, I I'm in my own journey, you know? Um, and so like, you know, receiving that feedback and, and just you loving on me, like you don't know how much I needed to be loved on right now in this moment, you know? And so you loving on me in this way, it it has been very, very helpful for me in my own journey. Um, and, and I, I appreciate that as well. So thank you. Thank you for joining me this week on this About Damn Time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG, and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. 
And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.